Prayer walking has been a practice that the church has utilized for many years, and one that Hilton Head Island Community Church has practiced since we were launched as a church. Today, because of our larger geographic audience and because most people will listen to podcasts while they're driving, we're making a slight twist to the title, calling it a prayer drive. Regardless of where you are, Hilton Head, Columbus, Ohio, Caracas, Venezuela, and regardless of whether you're driving, biking, jogging, running, or walking, the principles of a prayer journey such as this are the same. An active prayer journey such as this prayer drive allows us to be nearer so that we can pray clearer. It engages the five senses in being able to have a more intentional prayer time. And so we begin this gratitude prayer drive. In his first letter to the church in Thessalonica, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Paul here gives us three different spiritual practices to help us in life and to help us in our journey with God. He challenges us to rejoice, to pray, and to give thanks. And then he describes how we should do those things with the absolutes of always, without ceasing, and in all circumstances. But if we're truly honest, we must admit that the first practice that Paul gives, rejoicing, is extraordinarily difficult because of the trouble that we all face in this life, and especially difficult now because of the crisis the world is facing today. You see, always rejoicing is not natural, but Paul understood that. He faced trouble and difficulty in ways that we can't even imagine. And yet his instruction to us was to rejoice, to pray, and to give thanks regardless. Our human, our natural human reaction to difficulty usually results in an attitude of anger or blame or condemnation. But Paul inspired by the Holy Spirit, knew that. He knew that we would need a bridge from our difficult circumstances to an attitude of rejoicing. And I believe that's why he couples thanksgiving to prayer. Thanksgiving or gratitude should be a part of our everyday prayer life. It's really the key that unlocks rejoicing, the key to a better spiritual attitude. Gratitude calibrates our attitude. So before we dive into these three points of our gratitude prayer drive, in which we'll focus on people, provisions, and promises, let's ask God to reveal any ways in which our attitude should be calibrated by gratitude over the next few minutes together. Stop right now, if you're able, and ask God to help you calibrate your attitude. You can keep listening or pause here to pray. The first point of thanksgiving in our gratitude prayer drive is gratitude for the people God has given us in our lives. Most of Paul's 13 letters begin by him expressing his deep thanks for the people who are reading those letters. He emphasizes that point continually And it's actually the first instruction he gives to his protege, Timothy, 
to be grateful for all people. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. It's not always easy to give thanks to God for all people, especially when we've been hurt or harmed or maligned by people in our lives. But our focus should not be on how they've hurt us or harmed us or maligned us or how wrong they are and how right we are or simply how much they irritate us. Our focus should be on giving thanks for the people that God has put in our lives. So think for a moment about the different circles of people in your life and give thanks for them. Your immediate family or extended family, close friends or neighbors, acquaintances, perhaps influencers, colleagues, co-workers, bosses, fellow students and fellow friend students, and even leaders in our society, in our region, our nation, in our world. Who immediately comes to mind in those lists of different circles? Think of at least three people who you are thankful for. Stop now and express to God who you're thankful for in your life and why you're thankful for them. Give voice to your gratitude for the people God has given you. You can keep listening or pause here to pray and give thanks for the people in your life. The second point of thanksgiving in our gratitude prayer drive is gratitude for the provisions God has granted to us in our lives. The people of God had been in captivity in Egypt for generations. They had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, but their leader Moses knew that one day they would enter the promised land. He knew that God would see them through. God had already parted the Red Sea when there was no way around. He had provided banna from heaven when they were hungry. He had provided water when they were parched. He had given them a cloud by day and a fire by night to guide them on their journey. God had always promised, and Moses knew that the provision of the promised land would be extensive and rich, extensive and rich as God had promised, especially given what they had come out of. And so Moses instructed them to give God thanks for his provision once they were in the promised land. He instructed them to take the first fruits from the land and give it to God, and while doing so, to give God thanks for what he had provided for them. Deuteronomy 26.11 says, And you shall rejoice in all the good that the Lord your God has given to you and your house. So take a moment right now and think about all the ways in which God has provided for you. Provisions in life like food and shelter and clothing, those necessities that we need. Earnings from a job, a career, or a vocation. A path for you to be exactly where you are today. The community in which you live. The beauty of the creation around you. The health and safety that you have experienced in your life. 
And yes, as with life, there are times of plenty and times of want. Perhaps in one or more of these categories that I've just read, right now you are in want and not plenty. And it may be hard for you to focus on what God has provided because it seems like right now he's not. Elizabeth Elliot said, God has promised to supply all our needs. What we don't have now, we don't need now. I want to challenge you to allow God to bring to mind ways even in the midst of want, how he is still providing. Stop and give voice to at least three provisions that God has given you, maybe right now or maybe at a time before in your life, things that he's provided for you or your family. Tell him what you're thankful for and tell him why you're thankful. You can keep listening or pause here to pray. The last point of thanksgiving in our gratitude prayer drive is gratitude for the promises God has given to us in our lives. David was known for giving thanks to God for his promises. In Psalm 103, verse 2, he writes, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. In Psalm 106, verses 1 through 2, he writes, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of of the Lord or declare all his praise? But you know, at the center of God's promises, we find his love for us. It's the reason that he never leaves us or forsakes us. It's the reason that he continually extends to us grace and mercy. It's the reason why he sent Jesus to die for our sins and the reason that he gives us eternal life. And the psalmist David most notably writes of this, his thanksgiving for the love of God in Psalm 136, 1 through 3. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. If you get a chance after walking through this prayer drive, I want to encourage you to spend some time in the rest of Psalm 136. It really will help you to calibrate your attitude towards gratitude. One Bible scholar took time to count all the promises that God had made in his word, and it totaled 8,810. Now, in one prayer drive, we can't possibly come close to saying all of them back to God. So consider these seven as you give God thanks for his promises. God promises to be with you. He promises to protect you. He promises to strengthen you. He promises to answer you. He promises to provide for you. He promises to give you peace. And he promises to love you. Take a moment right now and pick at least one of those seven promises that God has given. Tell him why you're thankful for that promise and how that promise has been or is being fulfilled in your life. You can keep listening or pause here to pray and give God thanks.
for his promises. A.W. Tozer said, Gratitude is an offering precious in the sight of God, and it is one that the poorest of us can make and be not poorer but richer for having made it. I want to thank you so much for being a part of today's Gratitude Prayer Drive at Hilton Head Island Community Church. And whether you're participating right before Thanksgiving or some other time throughout the year, I pray that this exercise in gratitude has calibrated your attitude. Thank you for being a part, and may God's grace and peace be with you.